Grab your highlighters. Can't find them? They're probably right there in your pocket protector. It's time for that Early Childhood Nerd Podcast. Let's get nerdy. Here's Heather. Okay, we're back with that Early Childhood Nerd second episode of discussing seeking collaboration and peer support. Yeah. It's me and it's Tiffany. It's Tiffany. You were wondering something. What do you notice? What What do you wonder? (laughs) What does it remind you of? Stop it. God, there's so much pressure. Um, You know, I don't remember now. I need a minute to come back to to that. But um, so we're talking about collaboration and peer support and whether... Whether it's important to get outside of your your own little silo, as we say. There's, there's a sentence in here yes. that ties back into so many things. It yes. Says, Regular discussion with peers helps teachers sustain their self-reflection process mm-hmm. and learn the value of different approaches. Mm-hmm. This is exactly why I love having another person in the room. Because it, with your it teaching. almost forces, by the nature of the relationship, it forces a different Mm-hmm. form of reflecting and perspective taking like helps you practice so then when you're in the moment with a kid you're like I my brain knows how to do this yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna agree but I'm gonna say it can do those things I don't think it automatically yeah, does yeah. I don't think those things just automatically yeah. happen like I, I don't think what they're talking about here in seeking collaboration and peer support is just working with another person every day like I you know what and I know you know that I just it's that's where my mind went is um it still requires some intentionality definitely on our part so what if you're the only one with that intentionality what if the other person doesn't isn't interested or is on a different level or you gotta find somebody else who is how's it gonna do yeah yeah okay so maybe that's the person on the hall maybe that's person on the internet yeah, but I think that you should get that from the person in the room with you, and try to foster that relationship with them. But mm-hmm. I understand that that's not how the real world works. Mm. I know that's that's the bummer. The real world is always right. screwing up our conversations. Right. Uh, and so, as a leader, as a boss, you need to try to fit those things together appropriately. Right. When you're hiring someone, you're not just hiring somebody you like. You're hiring somebody that will hopefully someday form that relationship with the person in the room Mm -hmm. already. Yeah. So what about then the people who are like the people who are doing family child care and they're the only ones in their house, in their home? Um, Yeah. What are some ways that you imagine they could also I mean, obviously, social media. We've talked about that. Yep. Social media. Um, because I think parents can sometimes be a parents of oh, kids in your okay. sometimes be a really great resource for uh-huh. that. Yeah. I think that's a good point that I hadn't thought about because my mind went immediately to coworkers and and the people on Facebook, but um I don't think we do enough seeking collaboration with the parents a lot of times. And that's Yeah. You know, like one of the classes I'm taking this semester is like, you know, homeschool community relations or whatever. And it's all about parent involvement. But it's all very much about things we do to parents to involve them 
or to say that we're involving them. And it's not collaboration. Um, So it could be something as simple as accepting information that they're trying to share with you about their child. Yeah. um, Is a way that we can collaborate. Yes, yes, yes. and, And find peer support. Sorry, I'm writing all this down. Yeah, that's okay. I'm thinking just about the, you know, again, like we when we talked about reflection and self-examination, we went right into talking about those two things when the, the disposition started with, uh, you know, a verb, provide time um, for those things. And this does the thing, same thing. It's starting with seeking. We're seeking collaboration and peer support. So there's, an in, there's a, a responsibility that we have yeah. to find it. If, if we're going to say that this is a habit of mind that we want to develop, we have to find it if it's not there for us. And how do we do that? Um, sometimes that's a that's an issue with ego. Like, are we really open to, and this is me when I say we, am I really open to collaborating with somebody else? Or do I feel like I need to be the one who has the ideas? <laughs> yeah. And that's important to answer. Uh, well, the answer is I'm not very good at it. <laughs> Still, but I mean, I'm not anywhere as bad as I was 114 years ago. But you're seeking. <laughs> but I'm seeking. It's the verb that's the important part. I like that a lot. Yeah. And that's true for all of these. Ooh. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> I just had this great idea. We're required by the state of Washington to have lesson plans. Yeah. For all of the areas of learning posted in every room. Yeah. And I want to put the teacher ones up. Ooh, what does that mean? I mean, like, let's put up these dispositions. Oh, and how are we, what's our plan for doing these things? Each yeah. Week? Oh, that, that is snarky, but also a good idea. Sometimes snark yeah. is good. Right? I'm but, writing down uh, teacher would lesson it plan. Count? Now I'm thinking, like, if it was just the teacher directed learning plans. Uh-huh. How are we as teachers working on this? Would that count? Would that qualify? Ah. Well, I'll tell you something. So I developed a curriculum planning form as that early childhood nerd that I use in some of the trainings that I do. And it's very complicated. I don't want to get into the whole thing on the podcast. But for everything that you write on this plan, you have to also indicate how it's delivered, like is that an environmental change or is it um, a small group thing or is it something you're going to do one-on-one, whatever. But one of the things, one of the options is, is it a teacher behavior you're going that's going to change? Yeah. Is, is this not so much something that we're doing to or with children? Is it a teacher behavior that we're going to work on or is it teacher language Ooh. that's going to change? Ooh. And I think this could fit into to that yeah. Kind of thing. Ooh, I don't know if that was great for anyone listening, but ooh. <laughs> no, I think I- it is because how many of us have to report our lesson plans? Yeah. And are frustrated by it endlessly. Well, and how it, can we shift that so that it's actually part of our reflection? Uh-huh. That's what I it and our intentional teaching. Like it doesn't yeah. it doesn't all have to be an activity. Some of it is things we change about ourselves. That make us better teachers. Yeah. And so maybe we start including some deliberate, intentional plan for 
either collaborating with someone else in the program or Mm -hmm. seeking support Mm -hmm. from someone who has a different skill or someone who has a different interest um, Mm -hmm. or works with a different age typically and might just bring a different perspective to what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that idea. As my brother-in-law says, yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. That's profound. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now now my mind's all going on this teacher lesson plan form that we need to develop around these dispositions. Yep. Hmm, Okay. Yep. Yeah. What? Lost it. Oh, okay. So that's okay. So with, with each of these dispositions... Um, that I've recorded about so far, I've done, a, I've tried to do a little deconstructing too yeah. of it. So what, so part of that is what does the opposite of this look like or feel like? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so let's do that for a minute. Um, is, it, is it, go ahead. Middle fingers up. I do what I want. <laughs> I certainly can be. I don't know that it's always that openly hostile but the attitude is sometimes there that you know I've been doing this and and I use this same lesson plan for the first week of April for all of my life and yep, I'm better at it than you are yeah so just do it my way yeah and or even you know I've worked with people who are really good teachers but they're not necessarily good teammates because they feel like it's just easier. I, I, I've done, it's just easier if I just do it. If I try to delegate or if I try to share, things get complicated and the kids don't know what to do and it gets out of control. And um, So they, they, they have a hard time letting go, even though maybe their job would be easier if they let go a little bit and open themselves up to some collaboration. Yeah. Yeah, I think, ooh, you know what else this looks like? What? This looks like the one-person army. I can do it all myself. Look at all this extra work I can do. Mm. Me again. You again? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're we're doing some serious (laughs) self-reflection today. (laughs) We're cracking cracking the nut that is happening. <laughs> God. All right, you talk now. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking if you're the one who, like, that position where if you're sick that day, uh-huh. nothing happens, the world falls apart. Right. Yeah. Everything is crazy. Uh-huh. That to me is the opposite of sleep, seeking collaboration and peer support. Right. So even if things are really great on the days you are there, if they yeah. can't function when you're not there, there's yeah. some work to be done. There's some some stuff yeah. that we could do. Yeah, that's a good yep. point because that's really common. Yeah. Um, sometimes that just comes from not ever letting those other people on your team do anything. Yeah. So they just are not in that habit, and that and they they just go through what they do every day. Yep. Without realizing that some shifting needs to happen, um, some collaboration needs to happen. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. I think too. Sometimes it's just the little things, like, um, uh, if I'm trying to do something with a small group, does the other teacher take 
responsibility for the ones who aren't involved with what I'm doing now. Or I'm trying to do some prep and the kids are all excited because they can tell something fun is coming and so they're losing control. But does the other teacher step in? Does the other teacher feel comfortable and empowered to step in and help with that? Or do they feel like that gets them in trouble so they're just going to hang back and watch it and assume that that it's under control? Appreciated Uh, versus tolerated. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. So, next question in this uh, deconstruction process. Uh-huh. And maybe we've sort of answered this in conversation already, but so why why is this something that good teachers have in common? Like why is this included on their list, do you think? Oh. Uh I think it it involves a certain level of being open to change. Mm. If you're seeking collaboration, you're open to uh more flow might be the right word. Okay. Like you're willing to change, you're willing to self-reflect, but also act on that self-reflection. Uh-huh. Did we get? Mm, no, I'm here. Something weird happened. <laughs> the last one that we did uh-huh. about self-reflection. Right. That's the beginning. This is the action. This is what you're doing with your self-reflection. Right? Uh-huh. Maybe. Yep, yep. I was just trying to think of an example. Um, I, I do think, so you asked at the beginning, I think of this episode, whether there was a continuum with these dispositions. And I think we might be answering that now. Because yeah. this is definitely a deeper level um, teaching behavior or teaching skill or disposition. Um, so we've we've gotten through stuff like uh, valuing play and delighting in children's development and developing habits of reflection. And now it's time to go a little deeper and yeah. and look at maybe adult relationships, adult power dynamics, mm-hmm. um, our own teaching identities, I think, sometimes come into mm-hmm. this because I think that's really um, tricky for some people. Yeah. Um, if what I do as a teacher looks different than what you do as a teacher, what does that say about this identity that I've developed for myself and, and this image of myself that I have? And, uh, and, and what does that mean for how I think about you and your teaching? Yeah. Which, which can be risky, again, to bring that idea in. Yeah. Uh, which falls into your four things because there's a safety comes into play. You, you have to do, you do have to have a, a feeling, there has to be a basic level of, I feel safe here to ask you to do something or to offer to do something or to share an idea with you or to mm-hmm. challenge the way it's always been done. All that stuff is really a risk. Um, but if we don't take those risks, are we doing the best we can for children? Yes. And if we if we can't and, and what are you modeling if you cannot take that right if we cannot handle conflict or difference between two adults 
in a healthy, positive way, how can we be expected to help children whose, you know, social and emotional development is years uh, less experienced than ours? And this ties to something that we talked about off the air, so that's kind of mean to you listeners, but I'm doing it anyway. Right, do it anyway. Um, Thinking about all of the... Uh, receptive language that it takes before you're able to read. Uh-huh. And one of those things is imitation. Okay. So, like, what receptive language skills, what reading skills are you teaching kids when you're not modeling having a safety net of adults and having that self-image? Mm-hmm. In my mind, is that a good idea or a bad idea? I don't know. No, I just need you to <laughs> say more because I'm thinking about it. I think so I know where you're these, going, but... There are all these different skills that you need as far as receptive language goes before uh-huh. you're able to, like, culminate all those skills into reading. Okay. And those skills are, like, conflict management. How do you hold two ideas at the same time? Uh, How do you imitate someone? Uh-huh. So that you can read a person. How do you read a person right. before you read a story about a person, describing a person? Mm-hmm. All these little skills that somehow get so up in the oven are are you saying then if we are not so if we're not working collaboratively and we're not getting or giving peer support Mm -hmm. is it just that we're not giving them good things to imitate is that the connection you're making yes okay yeah what are we teaching them I, I guess I'm just saying it's more than that social emotional skill uh-huh, because uh-huh. that's the easy connection. Like if you don't have this self image and this teacher image uh-huh. that you're projecting to them, if you don't really connect with that, what are you teaching them so emotionally? Uh-huh. Like I said, that's the obvious connection, right? Right. But also what are you teaching them as far as reading and right. writing? Problem solving, science, uh-huh. like, which are good connections to make because some people will just dismiss any time you say social emotional. Like, right. Yeah, well exactly. that's that's not what we are here to worry about. So <laughs> <laughs> um, although I will say you're wrong if that's what you think. But <laughs> the reality is some people will dismiss that and yeah. need, need that that deeper nope, not deeper, that more academic connection. Yep. To be made. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. What else you got? Well, I'm look so I'm looking at at the the book, the section here, and it says, uh, we, the authors, Deb Curtis, Margie Carter, have found that teachers who consistently engage in such peer discussions are more likely to evaluate their work, to try out new ideas, and gain more skills. So I wanted to try and connect those things to the act of collaborating. How How does the act of collaborating with other people build that tendency to evaluate your own work, try new ideas, and gain more skills. Um, I mean, some of it might just be we've never engaged in that kind of thinking about our own teaching. So just the simple conversation and then thinking, oh, you're either the same or you're different than I am. Yep. Is a way of evaluating their work. Yep. I think by the nature of it, conversation is evaluating trying out ideas and gaining uh-huh. more skills like uh-huh. trying out new ideas in particular yeah and i 
think that that might be another spot we get stuck is that when you think about the center rumor mill, uh-huh. we're stuck evaluating work, but we're not willing to try new ideas or gain more skills because of it. Uh-huh. And that's like the judgment. You find a judge, but <laughs> where does the trying out new idea or gaining more skills happen? Uh-huh. Where well, does the safety, I mean, where does the safety to judge in conversation with that person you're mm-hmm. judging come from? Right. Well, I, I mean, I think that comes from ego. We yeah. we feel like we have achieved what we need to achieve. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's different than that is wrong. And that's not collaboration, <laughs> nor is it peer yeah. support. <laughs> so, so that's, you know, another example of what it looks like on the other side of the coin is if, if you're constantly um, only criticizing and judging uh, anything that's different than the way you do it, there's a starting point for reflection for you. <laughs> like, um, why, uh, why even, even why do I think my way is better than their way? Yeah. Is a reflective activity just thinking through yeah. rather than just saying stopping there well i'm right and you're wrong okay well why am i right why are you wrong let's go a little deeper with that mm-hmm. hey dude i have a crying baby outside so i gotta roll okay well that's all right we sorry can stop here are we a, are we at a good ending point we're at a good ending point i'm sorry your baby's <laughs> crying <laughs> well, he did take a good nap, though, okay, so good. I'm thankful for that. All right. Well, thanks, Tiffany. Thank you, Heather. Thanks, this people who great. are listening. And now I want to, like, do way more peer collaboration. Okay. And, like, not just on work. Right? Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking about, like, my friends that aren't preschool friends. Uh-huh. That aren't teacher friends. Uh-huh. Like, how have our discussions been stuck in the evaluating and not oh. trying out new ideas or gaining more uh-huh. skills? That's true. Or just validating old things. Yeah. How, how exactly. much of our conversation is just the same over and over and over? Yeah. Well, great. Now I have to reevaluate my whole life oh. on a Sunday. Everything's <laughs> connected. Happy All right. Yes, to you too. Thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Talk Bye. to you later. Bye. And that's the show. Now go get your nerd on. Thank you.